Hi, I'm Katie, and I've been an educator for over 20 years, from paraprofessional to 10 years as a classroom teacher, to principal to district administrator, I've done it all. Being an educator right now is challenging, to say the least. No matter the role, we can find ourselves overwhelmed and stressed out. I've been there, and I found the secret to a work-life balance that improved my life. Join me in discovering simple secrets that will help you step away from the noise and improve your life. Welcome back, everyone. You know, the last few weeks we've talked about perspective and mindset. And last week I shared three questions with you that can help you decide if you're focusing more on a fixed or a growth mindset. And over the next few weeks, uh, we're going to dig deeper into each of these questions to see where they play out in our lives and how the questions can impact our perspective and mindset. So for today, we are going to really kind of dig a little deeper into question number one, which is, do you focus on what you can control or what you can't control? You know, I just read an article just this morning, as a matter of fact, about one of the five National Teacher of the Year recipients, Rebecca Peterson from Tulsa, Oklahoma. She's a math teacher um, and an advanced placement teacher. She explains that she credits her success in finding at least one small, beautiful moment in her classroom every day. Even on the tough days, she believes there's at least one good thing that came out of it. This is beautiful and has resulted in her loving what she does. The piece I want to focus on, though, is were the comments to this article from other teachers. Some of the comments really hurt my heart. Some of the comments were, let's see if she can make it 40 plus years like I have. I'd like to see her in five or 10 years. She teaches AP courses. She's not in an average classroom. I find it so hard to be so positive in this kind of toxic environment. These comments were from educators tearing down another educator, and it does a real disservice to our profession. We can say, well, you know, social media is so anonymous that people say whatever they want. But really, I think this translates beyond. Yes, social media, people just go straight for the jugular. But I also believe that these things play out um, in a more maybe veiled meth, um, way in our settings, in our class settings. So what do we hear in our own environment, right? What do we hear in our schools? What do we hear uh, in our school buildings? Uh, what do we hear in educational conferences? And so some of the things that I have personally heard uh, in these areas with educators over the last few years are things like this. Ugh, student behavior, it is out of control. I've also heard, you know, families, the families are really the problem. They just don't care. They don't support us. Or I've heard conversations around um, politicians. Uh, you know, politicians don't know what they're doing and they don't fund us and they don't care about us. Uh, I've heard other uh, statements like district office just burns teachers out and administrators don't have a clue what's really going on. And so when I step back and I think, and you know, how do these statements feel when we say them or when we hear them? Are they empowering to other educators? Or are they getting in the way of the good work that some educators, most educators, are trying to do? So when we make and hear statements like this, these are what we call external attribute statements. 
when we choose something kind of outside of ourselves as the complete reason or cause for the results that we're seeing in our lives. These statements can sometimes feel very true, which make them easier to believe. But here's what I know. These types of statements hinder our ability to take action in a way that garners positive outcomes. When we feel we have no control over outcomes, that is when we begin to feel anxious and overwhelmed and burned out. So what do we do to step back and look through that lens of positive intent first and then look at what am I able to control? It is true that student behavior post-COVID is showing up more often in students, and it might even be more extreme. Again, this is where that kernel of truth comes in. But could we stand in a court of law and say, student behavior is out of control? When we say that, we tell our brains there's nothing we can do about it. And is that even true? Are there teachers that have students that are having behaviors but are still being successful and helping students to gain skills to control those emotions and control those behaviors and become more engaged in class and show results of learning? Absolutely. So we know we can't stand in a court of law and say it's out of control. So how do we think differently about how to support students? So I just want you to reflect on these two thoughts really quick. They're kind of like competing thoughts or maybe polar opposite thoughts would be a a better way to say it. One is, is the one that I said before, behavior is just out of control and I can't be expected to teach with all this going on. How does that make you feel inside? If you said that, how does that make you feel? Is that urgent and anxious and overwhelmed, frustrated, angry? So those feelings are more on that negative side of the scale. When we are operating from those high level emotions, it's harder for us to see a way out or see a way forward. Now, now think about this statement. I have students who need more support than I know how to provide them right now. But I also know I can figure out how to support them and give all of my students just what they need. If you said that or thought that, what feeling would come up for you? Would that give you a more feeling of in control, hope, possibility, curiosity? Those come from that more positive side, that more growth mindset side of things. That is not to say that we are going to ignore behavior or suddenly behavior is going to change the next day. It just gives our brains a different way of thinking about it, which elicits different feelings in our body. And when we have these thoughts that elicit these more positive feelings, we are able to take action from that positive place. We start getting our mind working on a solution instead of focusing on the barrier. And it still takes time and it still takes work, but that's what teachers do. That's what all educators do. And it doesn't matter whether you are a classroom teacher and you're dealing with student behavior right in front of you, or you're a principal that's trying to support or a paraprofessional who's trying to support, school counselors who are trying to support. If any of us have these uh, more fixed mindset that 
behavior is out of control, we shut our brains down to the possibility of what we could do. We can see that playing out in lots of different situations. So it's not just about student behavior. Even when we have a thought that others aren't supporting us, again, we are giving our brains a reason to stop looking for a solution or to stop thinking about what could be different because we are in control of our own thoughts, which help us to focus on the more positive feelings. The other thing that I think happens a lot when we hear those growth mindset is we also are assuming others are coming from a, not a positive intent, a more negative intent, intent, trying to maybe control us and manipulate us. And that is not a good feeling either, right? When we say, this is the reason I can't do this, we take our personal power away. Because guess what? We can do it. We just might need to think about it differently. What can we control? I can control how I think. I can control how I move forward to look for a solution. So if I'm not feeling that I'm getting the support that I need, how could I ask a question differently from those who are there to support me? What questions could I ask them to clarify? If I came from a place of positive intent that they also are doing the best that they can, then maybe there's a clarity question I can answer or ask that they can answer for me. Maybe they're not understanding what I'm seeing, or maybe they are and they also are at a loss. So could I go to an administrator? Or could I go to a counselor and say, hey, I really want to find a solution for this. Could we put our heads together and problem solve this? You know, what else? Here are the things that I've tried already, or here are the things we've tried already, and I'm not seeing necessarily that that has an impact. Maybe it needs more time. Or maybe we need to refine it some way. Or maybe what we're doing truly isn't working and we need to find a different solution. But if we put our mind on what we can control versus what we can't control, we are going to find our brains are going to work on a solution. Our brains love to find a solution. So when we focus on what we can control, our brain then gets curious and says, okay, what else can we do? What articles can I read? What resources could I look at? Who are other people, colleagues that are having success that I might go and observe and see what are they doing differently? Or maybe I just ask them, what are you doing in your classroom that's working? So again, kind of like that uh, Rebecca does in her classroom, Rebecca Peterson, that National Teacher of the Year, what is something beautiful that's happening in my classroom every day? It could be that things are happening, that students are struggling, uh, that maybe my lesson is not where it, I wanted it to be, or an observation is not where we wanted it to be. But what is something beautiful that I can control, that I can build on, that came out of that day? I just think that's a beautiful thought. And I also love the question, do I focus on what I can control or what I can't control? I would love for you to let me know what you're finding when you shift that mindset from what you can't control to what you can control. Are you able, 
like Rebecca, to find one beautiful thing in your classroom every day, one beautiful thing about your school every day, one beautiful thing about your district every day. It can go from the micro to the macro. But if we have that mindset that we can control things in our lives and in our environments, it leads to our brain working on solutions instead of focusing on barriers. Just some food for thought. I would love for you to reach out to me. Let me know what you think about this podcast. Leave a review. Leave a rating. I appreciate those of you that have already left a rating. Uh, but also, if, this, if you're finding this helpful, I'd love for you to leave a review about how you're finding this helpful. And also, if you want to find more about how to work with me so that we can dig down specifically into your situations and how you can grow your mindset, please check out my website at The Joyful Educator LLC. That's the, T-H-E, Joyful Educator LLC.com and find out how you can work with me. I'm Katie Barrett. I wish you a beautiful and joyful day. Have a great week, everybody. Take care.